yo! Welcome back to another episode of the Arts Block Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Curry III, and today we got we got good mans on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We got real good mans. We got we got entertainer. We got somebody who got their own got their own drink, their own alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverage company. Dog, he doing it big. He a party <laughs> promoter. Uh, he can ball a little bit, just a little something. something. I seen a couple. A little of- bit. You can just do a little something, something on the court. Like you can't be me though, but it's a it's all right. Um. Had had his own podcast for a little bit. He a rapper as well. Just just Renaissance man, multi talented. We got Sean Simons, aka Sunny, on the podcast. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. Man, I appreciate you. Up. I appreciate you. It's, it's yeah, love man. that you to even be on here, man. So um, that's an honor. Yeah, man. Long go, long overdue. You've been asking me to get on this joint for a little minute, so you know <laughs> I had to had to sneak sneak you on up, sneak you on up in here, man. I love to see my black man doing it, man. Especially yes, you know. My younger brothers, you out here, you could be doing a lot of other things, but man, every time I see you, it's positive energy, yes, friendly, sir. showing love to other people, being an amazing big brother, being an amazing son. So, man, yeah. you know, good people know good people. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Well, we're just going to jump straight into this, Joan. Okay. Um, and we we're not even going to go all the way back. We won't we won't start really recently because I really need to know this question. You be at the Southside Market with your drinks, right? Mm-hmm. One, you gave, gave me one of them version drinks banging. <laughs> banging, by the way. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. People stamped, stamped. Everybody go tap, tap in with him. Link in, link in the description with him. Tap, tap in with that. But how in the world do you be getting a table at the Southside Market every week? You be there every week. How you get a table every week? How? First, I want to shout out to Zell, Leek, and Asia. Oh, Matter yes, fact, let me, sir. Let me put the women first. Let me shout out Asia. Zell, yes, and, sir. Um, honestly, it's just a blessing. It's on them. Um, I apply and mm-hmm. they, you know, select me. So hopefully I'm doing, you know, good things for the community. People are enjoying the product. And I, I think that's the reason why I'm down there, you know, um, every Saturday. And I, I just love interacting with people. I love talking to people and, and customer service. That's that's my thing. Right. Um, do business be booming? Like business? Be- business is always booming, even when it's not booming, because you, you already know you have to be resilient. You're going to have your bad days because right. just like in Business is just like a regular day. Mm-hmm. Some days you have a good day. Some days you have bad days. So right. um, you just got to be uh, resilient. You know mm-hmm. what they always say? The only way to uh, through a storm is to keep going. You can't stop. So right. um, I've had slow weeks. Mm-hmm. I've had booming months. I yeah. think it all balances, you know, uh, itself out when it comes back to full circle. Because um, I've been doing this like for a year and a couple of months. I started mm-hmm. before COVID. So just imagine if it wasn't booming, I still wouldn't be doing it. And I definitely had a lot of moments when I said, you know, maybe this isn't for me or maybe this isn't mm-hmm. working. And then, you know, enough, for example, um, last Saturday, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing so well at um, the Southside Market. But, you know, it happens, you know, mm-hmm. the foot traffic um, was there, um, but I just wasn't doing so well. But um, these two African ladies, they came mm-hmm. up, they said, hey, I don't, I don't buy any uh, uh, drink alcohol, but can we bless you? I mm. said, of course, I never turned down, you know, a prayer. They asked me was, you know, I'm super religious. And I said, you know, I, I'm not super religious, but I definitely do believe in God. Right. The two young ladies said a, a, a blessing and Eric. <laughs> I mean, people start, I was down there by myself. Usually, you know, it's like a family event. Mm-hmm. But then my friends start pulling up. This young lady came and bought 15 drinks from me. So 15? 
you got you, you got you got to keep for anybody who's an entrepreneur, just not an entrepreneur, because even if you're a nine to five or whatever you choose for to sure. do, you have to keep your head to the sky. For sure. Um, but you say you started a year and some change ago before, like right before COVID hit. What made mm-hmm. you stop? Like what what did you see or what didn't you see that made you want to go ahead head first into this business? Yeah, I wanted to make some extra income. Um, you know, when COVID started, I wasn't making as much money at my job at the current time because, mm-hmm. you know, they took away overtime. It was just a lot of those things where it was extra money. Like with my overtime, I was getting like an extra like $900 a month. So you <laughs> take away $900 a month, even though it's overtime, I was always getting it consistently. Yeah. So now I'm factoring $900 to go to bills. Now that that $900 is not there, Hey, what can I do? So, I mean, I don't, my, my, my grandfather always told me, get one job that supplements all of your bills, because if you are working like a part-time job, then you're going to, you're going to tie yourself out. You, you know, I have, I have uh, right. two boys, uh, Sean and uh, Santana. So just getting another part-time job at $15 or $16 an hour. And I'm not, if you're a working man or a working woman, I don't care what you make, but with the taxes and gas, it wasn't really worth it. So I said, okay, what's another way for me, you know, to make money? So I was, I, I used to make drinks back in the day. Um, I used mm-hmm. to make this drink called a purple potion. So I said, you know what? Let me try, you know, start making drinks again. So I made mm-hmm. a drink. Um, and actually my um my friend had passed earlier that that week. It was Monday. Mm-hmm. So I was just down bad E. I, I, right. I wasn't feeling well. I was supposed to put the flyer out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a bartender. Like I've never been a bartender. I just, you know, homemade drinks. So right. Friday, I just decided to put the flyer out because I had already bought all the liquor. I woke up Saturday morning and I was sold out. So mm-hmm. people had faith in me, not knowing that, I mean, already knowing that I'm not a bartender. I said, okay, people believe in me. I have to believe in myself. And then right. that's when I started. Right. What was that trial and error process like? Because I know drinks, like making drinks, especially making drinks with alcohol, is super, super difficult. Um, because you gotta get the right mix. Like you don't want to exactly. get people like twisted off the first sip, but you do want them to feel something, man. But you don't want it to be like super alcoholic. You want it to like still be like sweet or like whatever, right? So, uh, what was the trial and error process like? Was it like times where you drunk and you was like, bro, I this is trash? Or were you <laughs> drunk it or were you drunk and you thought it was good? Give it to your homeboy. And he was like, nah, fool, this this ain't it. Like, was it I I I was actually lucky, but first I want to say um anyone watching a podcast, drink responsibly, be 21. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, yes. But if you are 21, even if you're 21, you still need to drink, you know, responsibly. I remember being young and just mm-hmm. drinking too much. I don't drink as much as I used to, but honestly, it wasn't that much trial of error. It was more so I knew the drinks were going to be good because most of my close circle of friends, like I came out with a drink called the tequila stamp ride. So I, mm-hmm. I invited them to a cookout and those are my taste testers. If they say it's good, you know, because your close circle of friends should be the per- you shouldn't right. have yes men. I mean, unless right. if the answer is the yes, but you should be able to um, take in constructive criticism. Yes. So honestly, the trial and error wasn't really if um, the drinks were good, but I started off before Southside, I was uh, taking drinks to people. Like I was, hmm. I had to make people buy the drinks. Like, Man. hey, I'm coming to you. You don't have to pay a tip. 
no gas, no gratuity. I need you to try these drinks. So the trial and error was kind of like, am I putting too much liquor in here? And maybe kind of trying to disco- uh, discover what the price point is. Because if mm-hmm. when I go to restaurants and I know it's a business, right. businesses are in there to create revenue and to get profit. OK, mm-hmm. so you are going to get a, a six ounce drink with maybe one ounce of liquor in it. So what can I do to make people want to buy a drink for me instead of a Jasper's or an Outback or a McCormick and Smith? So that was really the trial and error. So I I use a little bit more alcohol than most. But as far as the blend, I just wanted to make sure that all my different drinks were distinct. They didn't taste the same. So people feel like they were getting the best bang for their buck. So that was really kind of like, you know, trial and error. Just saying, hey, is this too much money? Because... Mm -hmm. I don't want to hurt anyone's pockets. You know, I yeah. do want to um, support the black community, but also this is not a hobby. This is also a business. business. But at the same time, I also need to make money. So I guess that was yeah. like the biggest, like, uh, you know, hiccup for me. But, you know, mm. we, we got through that. For sure. Um, did you did you learn a, like a little thing or two from these parties that you was promoting? What a great segue, oh, cool. Eric. Amazing segue, Eric. Um, <laughs> do you learn you learned a thing or two from these from these parties that you was promoting? Yeah, I mean, so like me and me and my business partner, uh, his, his name is Nick Everything mm-hmm. Stamp. Um, we that's also another uh reason, and that's I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. That was another source of income for me. But right. you gotta think COVID, there's no parties, ain't no there's parties. no entertainment, everything mm-hmm. is shut down. So now no, no. two sources of income that I originally had. I no longer had. So right. we've been, you know, throwing parties, but just throwing parties, you kind of know what people like. You mm. got to think most people, it depends on the demographic. They like the same type of drinks. Right. You know, you, you right. don't, you don't have to, I always say, keep it short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, just knowing what people like, um, uh, you know, how they move, what, what makes them feel good. That, that definitely was, uh, I guess I would say, kind of like a, a cheat code for me just being mm-hmm. in that party atmosphere right and a little birdie a little birdie you know told me uh-huh. a little birdie being my mama shout out my mama um <laughs> but she told me that 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 the your halloween parties used to be used to be banging yeah like you, yeah yeah and, and hopefully i mean of course um if it's um it's healthy and it's safe for people hopefully mm-hmm. we will be able to have a halloween party but yeah we um pool parties, Halloween parties. Um, and they were so successful, we started doing it annually. So this was our third, well, before COVID, the year before last was our third pool party um, mm-hmm. where we ranged the attendance like from 500 to 600 people. Um, yeah, super crazy, but yeah. just a, 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 a feel-good atmosphere. You know, no mm-hmm. issues, people just drinking, people just enjoying other people's, you know, company, you know, right. networking, rubbing, you know, shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Halloweens are super crazy. You know, people love to, you know, dress up. Um, and it's just one of those fun times, yeah, where you can kind of, you know, uh, reverse the hands of the clock and, you know, be a kid again. Right. Um, but party, party promotion and really anything that involves a huge group of other people is hard to maintain and to manage. One is hard for parties. It's hard to get the funding. You gotta find a venue. You gotta buy. Sometimes you gotta bring food, supply food and drinks. If it's not bring your own drinks and food or whatever, right? Yeah. Sometimes you gotta supply that, right? 
And then the cleanup process after that, because whatever venue exactly. you and you don't want to leave it dirty, like you don't want to <laughs> leave it trifling. That's trifling. Then then they yeah. don't want to do business with you again. Facts. So so why? What made you get into that business? Like why party promotion? Why that yeah. business? Man, I, I know a lot of people. And if you know a lot of people and they love you or, you know, they respect you or they like being around you. OK, well, let me set up an atmosphere where these people can come be around my other circle of friends. So I always used to we we, we honestly started me and my childhood friends. We were doing the Capitol Heights cookout. Mm-hmm. Capitol Heights cookout lasted maybe like 10 years. So we were doing this event for free. Like everyone puts up like $150 free food. And I mean, you had 100 or 200 people out there. So I remember um, one year, people just start charging for cookouts. Because you got to think a cookout is not supposed to cause. Right. Pull up, hot dogs, hamburgers, beans, whatever. Yes, but then sir. I saw people starting to monetize. So I'm like, hey, we've been doing this thing for almost a decade. Why are we doing this for free? So uh, me and some uh, close partners of mine, we decided to have like a cookout pool party. I mean, it was mm-hmm. super successful. So um, and nothing. We're still uh, good friends. But Nick, who's my business partner now, we're mm-hmm. actually um, we've been friends for a very long time, but we weren't as close. We went to school together. He was right. kind of doing his thing. I started doing my thing solo. So we linked up and we're like, hey, let's start throwing parties together because you, you already know two heads are smarter than one. And yes, since man. then, we've been, and it's not necessary. I mean, you definitely have to promote your own events, but we actually are creating the events. It's not like these parties are at clubs and they're asking mm-hmm. us to promote. Like literally, we find the venue, we find mm-hmm. the caterer, we hire the bartenders, we 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 pay the bodyguards. It's so much that goes into uh, event planning before you even reap any of the benefits of it. It's right. a lot of work. And I don't think people understand that. But I'm not mad that people don't understand that because if you're not in the business, you wouldn't understand. It's not for everybody to understand. Exactly. It's not for everybody there, to understand. There does go a lot. Management, inclement. Yeah. Uh, just, just imagine, Eric, you have a pool party, right? Mm-hmm. Man, you spent three, $5,000 and it rains that day. Hey, young. I'll be sick. <laughs> I'll be blown as much. <laughs> Look, 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 Eric, I got a quick story. We had the, the last Halloween party that we had. No, no, the second Halloween party that we had, they double booked parties. It was two mm-hmm. parties going on at the same time. So you got to think we already signed the contract. So we right. had to find a way like, okay, how are these two parties going to coexist? So you never know. Even like you said, if you stay ready, you got to get ready, but you always got to be prepared for obstacles mm-hmm. that might be thrown your way. Right. And I already I already know how how parties can get the drinks flowing, the girls dancing. Some mm-hmm. day look already the food going. Already know especially the pool parties. So yeah, for sure. so we need a story time for everybody who's just tuning in to the Osbar podcast. We have a new okay. segment called Story Time with artists on the podcast gets to tell a little story, and the story that you will be telling, sir, is your your most wildest experience at one of your parties like the most wild things that happen at one of oh, man oh it's so many okay all right cool (laughs) matter of fact at the same halloween party i got all right i'm and i'm gonna keep this pg-13 okay (laughs) go ahead (laughs) you know nothing crazy so Mm -hmm. basically remember that i was telling you that we had two parties that were trying to coexist right yeah Mm -hmm. so one of the um Basically, one of the guys 
um, who was from the other party, we just told them, all right, there has to be a cap on how many people you can have because we reserve this space. Like they were booked at um, the same day as of, um, as we were, but not the same time. So okay. he had some of his female friends try to sneak in. Mm-hmm. We let them sneak in. All right, cool, the snap. So they start bringing their wristbands from the party and trying to let their other friends in. So cool, I catch one of the young ladies, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, yo, I can't let you in. You know, they didn't pay. She's like, no, no, they did pay. How are you going to do this? Uh, I wish there was a Yelp for Black business. <laughs> a Yelp for a Halloween party? So, you know, what? I'm letting her go. I'm letting her go. So she's just trying to, like, like push past me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I can't let you in here. She's like, yo, yo, you just going to put your hands on me? And, yo, everybody looked like super, like, crazy. So you got women. Which they should be like, hey, are you okay? Did he mm-hmm. put his hands on you? So she's mm-hmm. just making this huge scene, making this huge scene. So we end up um, getting a, um, a lady friend of mine because we didn't have any female bodyguards. You know, I would not touch a woman. And then the male bo- uh, bodyguard can't touch a woman, you know, either. So right. she removed her. So she called some guys to come beat me up. At your party? At my party. So, Eric, <laughs> you got to think. If it's my party, Right. Right. What is, what is the percentage of people you think I know at this party? Even on the low end. At least half. And, th- and that's honestly high. Say 20%. This is my party. So you call, <laughs> I'm outside, you know, just men. Because one thing about these parties, you're working the whole time. When that day comes, that's when you actually do the most work. Because you just want to make sure all hands are on deck. Right. So these two guys, man, they come out. They, they jump out of Uber. They got mm. on their brunch boots. Nice haircuts. They got on their long pea coats. And I said, these are the guys that you call? <laughs> I said, okay. Y'all want to fight? Bring it on. Mm-hmm. So my cousins are coming around the corner at the same time. Hey, because we got an issue? Because we got an issue. <laughs> the, guy, the guy told the girl, was like, man, I, I thought it was like some young dudes. They got back in the car. <laughs> So, you know, she ended up calling her male friends for, for no reason. She was in the mm-hmm. wrong. But, you know, that, that 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 that's a crazy story because I just you got to pay. People don't know how much money your your hard earned money that you invest in these parties. So while they're thinking, oh, I'm sneaking past the twenty dollars is not going to hurt. You don't know how much I'm in a hole already. Right. Man, you just said three thousand, five thousand. Them number, them numbers that you throwing out, Jai, hurt me a little bit. Them don't yeah. hurt my heart. You'll get there. I mean, you you'll get there. You'll get three, there. So. Three thousand, three thousand. Boom! It rained. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ah, oh, man, I want to beat the rain up. How how you gonna rain? I just spent. You knew I spent three thousand dollars on this. Party. But no, but that's the thing is they don't know. They don't know that there's a bar minimum that you got to cover at these places. Most of these places, when you you're renting them out. They're, mm-hmm. they're basically shutting down their club or their establishment so you can have uh, your uh, uh, party or, you know, whatever right. event. So you got to think they're basically losing out of money. So at mm-hmm. a minimum, they might say, hey, you got to have a 15K bar minimum, which may include. And this bar minimum is actually hard because usually mm-hmm. it's food and beverage combined. Right. They didn't even serve food at this establishment, nor did they have uh, the options to buy bottles. So we're trying to meet this minimum just for people buying $12 drinks. Man, look, hey, everybody in here need to be drinking. Every last person <laughs> need to be at least two drinks. I need everybody in here drunk right now. 
I need my I need this money back tonight. <laughs> I'm not playing with y'all. But that's another thing, especially about I tell people uh, about being an entrepreneur. Nobody owes you. Like even nah, if they come to the event, they don't have to come to the event. They don't have to buy because this is something you decided to set up. So when I hear people, you know, crying about support and this and that, maybe you need a better product. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're maybe you're not doing the things on your end that people want to come support you because mm-hmm. nobody owes you anything. And when I mean, I mean as far as like in business, of course, right? You know, you owe your family members, your friends, you know, certain mm-hmm. things. But we're we're talking about as far as business to support because these people are paying their hard-earned money to come to your establishment as well. So, right. I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because mm-hmm. me and my mom have this ongoing debate about okay. Black-owned businesses. Okay. I think that Black-owned businesses, she thinks that Black-owned businesses are way, some Black-owned businesses are way too expensive for the product that they are selling. Yeah. Me me personally, I believe that it is okay. If you believe that you are a Nike and you can then sell like you are a Nike, if you believe in your product that much, because I know how much money that you might be spending in in that product. Yeah. So I think it will be very nice for somebody with a black owned business and who really don't really charge that much for their drinks at all. Not a, not a, I should be charging $25 for my drinks. With the, with um, the amount of ounces that I put in it, in that, that 16 ounce bottle, I mm-hmm. should be charging $25. And how much do you, do you charge? I, I charge, and honestly, I cut deals. I, I charge $15, but then if you come down to Southside Market, hey, if you buy four, it's like 55 If you buy six, every time I cut a deal, yes, it's sweet for you, but I'm losing money because I right. can sell all of those drinks flat out for $15 because right. I might miss out on two sales, but those two other sales might be covered by someone who, who doesn't mind paying $15. So it's one of those things like you, you, you got to uh, give to get. But right. as far as right. honestly, both of both of you guys are right. But this mm. is what I would say: it's not black-owned businesses; it's business. Period. Business are in it to make money. Okay, when you right. buy a, a, a white-owned restaurant, if you're buying a bottle that costs three hundred and fifty dollars, mm. you already know that it, it costs in the store. You know what it costs in the store? You, right. you know how much an iPhone costs to make? No, I don't know how much it costs to make. Not even not even one hundred. $100. You don't hear nobody complaining about Apple because when it comes down to it, you're going to pay that 11 people. And it's honestly ridiculous. People will get these new phones every year. Don't nothing be new about the phones, but the, but the consumer, the consumer is stupid. No, seriously, especially honestly, the black consumer. And I'm not even trying to diss black people or right. your, your mom, but you got to think Apple is a company that how many, how many, I don't know. I don't report inaccurate information, but I assume they have a thousand employees, right? Something like that, probably more. They're funded, you know, all of these things. You're talking about somebody may have one or two employees and they're using their hard money from the full-time job to take a gamble. They have to charge more because they won't get any money. So if I sell my t-shirts for $35, yes, you can go get a t-shirt at Ross. You can get a, a, polo, a, a polo t-shirt at Raw. So you're going to say, well, why would I pay that? Yeah, because that person probably made their shirt. They mm-hmm. probably had somebody else have to make uh, make the shirt. So then they got to uh, spend money on that. Also, 
you got to think of the quantity. The, the shirt might be $45, but then you got to mm. buy 100 T-shirts. But guess what? How about if you don't sell those 100 T-shirts? Now you're selling with T-shirts. You can't even sell. Now they got to go back on clearance. So now you're losing out on money. Most of the money is in like, you think you go to a car dealership. I was just in a car dealership earlier and they said mm-hmm. that I need new brakes and rotors. Right. How much did they charge me? Say that I was going to $600. I can go to AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts. I can go to Crackhead to do that. Nah, for, no, for real. That's their price and that's how businesses make money. How do businesses uh, think, how do they pay their employees? How do they uh, 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 afford to have health insurance for all these uh, employees? They can mm-hmm. do that. As far as a black business, you can't do that because you're already getting criticism and you're from your black counterparts. So when you mm-hmm. say black businesses, custom, how can you tell somebody what they're worth? Now, you may not agree with it, but you wouldn't want somebody to tell you how much your your work. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if right. So now I present to you this: mm-hmm. how are how are we as a community going to get anywhere if we keep thinking that we are too expensive? I'm honestly, I don't know. I have no. It's. A, I ask myself that question every day because I see people. McDonald's didn't start off with 100 franchises. They didn't start off with the menu that they have. They start out with one. So you want people to have be- better quality clothes, but you want help them to get better quality clothes because you got to think. And that is also bullshit. People just make that excuse. You got to mm. think. Jay was selling those gilded tees for how much? Nobody fucking cared. $90. $100. You did not hear you did not hear black people complaining until they found out they were gilding teas. But the thing is, you can feel the teas. They're 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 not they're no, the, the quality isn't that good. It's not lambskin. That's the thing is you don't sell the uh, product, you sell yourself. So that's why you have to be good to people. But I think as far as uh uh black people, some black people, I can't speak for all because I definitely think there's a lot of support. People don't want to wear your stuff because they're not going to get any likes. You don't. Right. You ever seen people tag restaurants? Mm, yeah, Honestly, sometimes. Like the, yeah. the high end restaurants. Oh, the high ends. Yeah, yeah sometimes. It's tax, it's, yeah. But they people want to know. I think when uh, black people try to separate themselves, but okay, mm. I got a little bit more money than you, then I'm better than you. Like, why do I care that you're eating at Roof Press? I don't care, and that's dope. But they won't tag Jasper's. Because Jasper's is saying less than they want to right. seem like they're better than and until and now I won't say I think black people have definitely been you know pit against one another, but we're so tired of being at the bottom of the totem pole. If we get mm-hmm. that uh that shoe or that TV or that phone to make it seem like we want to be people won't say it, but some black people want to be better than other black people. Right. But at the end of the day, any other race, whether you're rich or poor, you're black. Mm-hmm. They group you all in one. Mm-hmm. I'm about to I'm about to read this statistic out to you real quick. Okay, I'm ready. The buying power in the black community is over one trillion dollars. Let me mm-hmm. read that one more time. The buying power in the black community is over one trillion dollars, and only two cents. Let me read that again. Mm-hmm. Only two cents of every dollar goes to black owned brands 
folks, what, yeah. are, we, what are we doing, folks? We, we, we lost because you can't blame them on a white. Now that you can't blame on a white man. Now it's certain right. stuff. Now you got to think you have these big merch like Amazon. Mm-hmm. I get it. I hate mm-hmm. Amazon, but I definitely use Amazon because if you need the convenience, you're yes. going to go do Amazon. So I yes. get it. But how does Jeff, well, we all know how much he started off with. You got to mm-hmm. think, he started off with a whole bunch of money. A lot a lot of these, uh, Bill Gates uh, and Jeff, they started off with money, where a lot mm-hmm. of us, were, not, we're, we're literally we're starting from the ground up. So right. I can see like Amazon, you know, and things of that nature. But people don't even give black people with chances. My, my friend, she bought a Louis bag, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, why you buy that Louis bag? She said, because the quality is better. I said, have you ever bought uh, a personal, a black-owned person? She said, no. So how you know? How you know? They don't, but people don't care. And I would rather people just be transparent and honest and say that, but people don't want to seem like, I think, honestly, it's a self-esteem issue. Because mm. some things, like, I definitely have bought some expensive stuff, but I have no problem buying cheap stuff. But mm. I don't, I'm not tagging or hashtagging all the why? No, let me tell you, Louis Vuitton, or no matter what, like when uh Clico, they don't care that you're that you're hash it, no one cares. Hashtags right. don't even matter. So when you do it, what are you doing it for? It's to impress other people. But why right. that's what black people want to do. Black people don't want to get money, they want to impress other people. Do you think do you think that's why like we have so like because I, I noticed, right, in our community, it's some of the most hatingest haters in our community. It's like, it's really hard. Like, bro, I'm trying I'm trying to win. You don't, it's kind of like, you don't want to see me win. But it's haters. You, but, but but I ain't mean to cut you off. It's haters in the community, but haters, is just, there's haters in every community. We're just right. not in those communities. So we're not seeing on a, a day-to-day, like when people like, Oh, this area uh, mm-hmm. is is full of crabs and stuff like that. The same stuff was going on in LA. The same mm-hmm. stuff was going on in Houston. The same stuff was going on in ATL. The same stuff was going on in New York. It's nothing new to this area, or it's not something that's just specifically for Black people. Right. But but still though, right? Like so. All right. So let's just go into into our community, right? Okay. Do you think that self esteem issue and that I want to be better than you plays into Oh man, you shouldn't have that. Or oh, man, you're not even that good anyway. Like I don't even know why you got that contract or that deal, like mm-hmm. or whatever. Right? Do you think that plays a factor into that? Oh, most definitely, most okay. definitely. I I got I got to break down. You got to think. In some restaurants that I go to, a Hennessy mm-hmm. and Coke is sixteen dollars. Yeah, a Hennessy and Coke. People, I have to explain make everything. That at home. The context. Hennessy and Coke. That's it. Nothing. You can make. Hennessy sixteen. You got to pay tip gratuity, but then someone will say fifteen dollars for your drink. That's a lot. How? Tell me how. Because you're not at a restaurant. What? What am I not giving you that they are? I'll tell you what. You can't. You can't put a hashtag stamp spirits and it comes up on a hundred thousand pages. But if somebody knows that you're eating at Morton's, oh, they're going to assume that oh, they eat good. Or, or they have money because people want to do other people up. And honestly, it's whack and it's sad. But I don't I don't know if there's an answer to that. I just think that's in people because honestly, that's just not black people. So I don't want to, that's everybody. 
the thing that hurts black people is though, we're the ones at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. So we, we can't play the same game that other races are playing because we're never going to catch up. Right. Come on, everybody. We 400 years behind. 400? You know, how, how you catch up? you 400 years behind. That's all. You know, I don't care how fast you are. Is it? <laughs> I don't care how fast you are. No, seriously. It's, it's, a, it? it's, it's a game. That's why I love Southside so much mm-hmm. because it's real love down there. I'm, I'm, right. Man, I'm giving. Man, I'll be giving out free drinks sometimes. Mm-hmm. If I man up, your mother said, hey, you got any not here? Yeah. How, how, how do we help each other out if we charge in each other all the time? So there has to be kind of like mm-hmm. uh, we have this thing like I want to make it first and I, mm-hmm. I, I have to make it before you make it. I like, And sometimes people might still want you to make it, but they want to be the reason why you made it. So they can always hold that over your head. Seem like mm-hmm. this level is like you owe me. And right. that, nobody wants to be just genuine. Like when I help people out, it's because I want to see him win. I'm not expecting anything back. Now that's love mm-hmm. if I get it back, but it's genuine. A lot of people are making these moves with ulterior motives. Right. And that's, but like you said, that's just, that's just business, right? And any business and anything, right? But a thing that my mother told me today, she, uh-huh. that she, that she brought into my mind that, that kind of, set off a little light bulb to do to even talk about this was that she was like we give we give money to black owned businesses right but they don't take that money and put it into more black owned businesses they take nope. that money and buy the Pradas and the Fendi's exactly. and the Louis Vuitton's and like y'all not putting that back into um eat it's, the museum like y'all not putting that back into that it's the crop now I'm not like I'm not I'm not against people buying designer. Mm-hmm. That's not at I'm, all. Yeah, at all. I'll be want. a hypocrite. I'll be a hypocrite if I was against buying designer. I'll be you a hypocrite. Know, I won't say you're being a, a hypocrite, but I'm I'm just saying I see so many people. It's your sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Buy black owned, support black owned. But mm-hmm. then when I give you all this money for your clothes, you do go buy prom. You do go buy Gucci. Why aren't you buying black owned? <laughs> Because a lot of, and I'm going to say a lot, because I see, I definitely have seen the museums, like, I've seen it on Southside. I've seen Prey uh, hook up with, a, do a collab. So it's not everybody. But the thing is, it can't be a minority because it, it doesn't work like that. We all have to be on the same board. We have to be on the same page. And once we get to that level, I don't know what it takes for us to get to that level, but I feel like we will be better off. But your mom made a, a, a good point. These these people would take the the, the First of all, it's hard to even say black owned because most of these people, when you're when you're getting these clothes, you're not getting them from black people anyway. Now it is your right. So that's what we really need to start off. We we, right. we really need to we need to teach young boys, yes, mm-hmm. young boys, I mean and young girls how to stitch, how to sew, how mm-hmm. to do all of these things. Because even with these black companies, you have to reach out to Middle Eastern people or other people. So they're still prop, they're still getting the money some way. So we really need to have um I, I think Dr. Umar, I don't want to um steal what he was saying, but we don't have black owned grocery stores. Black, you gotta think how black doctors mi- uh, uh, misdiagnose all these black women because we don't have hospitals where we just have black doctors and 
and black nurses and things, and we can really do it the way that we want to. When we, but also now that we also have obstacles thrown in our way so that doesn't happen. They don't want us to right. build these black communities up because if they're they're in love with us being, you know, segregated. Because right. if we're if, if you and I are segregated, how can we get to the top? So mm-hmm. they don't mind us not being on the same page. But when you and I see eye to eye, then mm-hmm. we start executing our ideas. That's when they get scared. And that's when you'll have the Black Wall Street or you have the bombers mm-hmm. because they see that black people are getting it. And they, we we can't allow you guys to, you know, you know, right. get the recipe. Right. Um, man, good talk. We veered off a little bit. And <laughs> we veered off a little bit, but that was a good talk. But yeah. another, but something a little birdie also told me about you again. That little birdie is my mama. Shout out my mama. <laughs> tell me, and as but something I also found, I was scrolling through your Instagram page, you know, doing research. I was stalking, and I seen that you had a little podcast going on with with two other uh two other young ladies. Um, and y'all and and man, some of them conversations y'all was having was really interesting. I ain't even gonna hold mm-hmm. you. Really interesting conversations. I was engaged, man. If I had more time for this interview, like, like, probably, like, <laughs> give me like two more weeks, I probably would watch all the episodes. I probably would have had quotes. I would have been ready, right? But um, tell me, what was that experience like? What was what was that? It, it was amazing. When you, when you, I, I like doing business with friends. It's mm-hmm. it's easier to me. I know people say don't mix, you know, business um with pleasure, but man, it, it's love when. We all have one vision. We right. all share it, and we're all on that same path. Um, mm-hmm. it was a no disclaimers podcast. I'm gonna shout out to Sabre, who's not only my little brother, mm-hmm. but my barber, Ayada, and my boy Dave. He actually uh, came along. He's actually my videographer. Mm-hmm. Um, he came along, and we were doing that for four years. So one mm-hmm. of the reasons, you know, and I'm not to veer off topic. I remember starting off as a podcast. So remember how we mm-hmm. was talking about helping people out. So when I saw that you had a podcast, I'm geeked to be on here because I know right. I know how it is to get guests to be mm-hmm. on time to have guests that um um are informative, uh, guests Boy. that can bring uh, their crowd to you. You know yeah. what I mean? Because let's let's keep it honest. When you're working with someone, I'm trying to steal your crowd. Right. You're trying to steal mine, but that's helping each other. I know still mm-hmm. is a negative connotation, but yeah. that's a form of helping each other. You, when mm-hmm. I'm off here, hey, yo, y'all need to check out my boy podcast. That right. Everything does not have to be about money or currency because mm-hmm. support is currency, you know, within itself. Um, The podcast was great. Um, It just had its run. You, mm-hmm. It's one of those things where and we weren't beefing. We're still mm-hmm. all the best of friends. But it, it was taking up a lot of time. And then you got to right. think, when you're investing in something and, you, and you're hoping to get paid for it, and then after four years, you're like, yo, I've invested so much. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe this isn't. So we just decided to, you know, start uh, doing it. But the great thing about it is um, I actually, it, it put the pep in my step because I just started filming my own podcast called The Stamp Sessions, mm-hmm. which um, we're three episodes in. So hopefully I'll be dropping the first episode, you know, next week. So um, I'm right back at it. I, I still have a uh, love for podcasting. Um, mm-hmm. um, I've learned a lot. So now it's kind of like whatever I was doing wrong, I can, you know, rectify now. Where do you want to get with like podcasting? I get this. I get this question a lot. Yeah. And I'm just really interested because you're the first like 
podcaster in a sense that I have yeah. on podcast. So where so where are you trying to where are you trying to get? I get this question. I want to ask you. That's I with any business I have, whether it's the drinks, mm-hmm. I want to get my drinks in the store. Mm-hmm. If we having parties, I want to be me and Nick. I want to be the next Mark and Taz. If I'm mm-hmm. doing podcasts, I want to have my own network. Like mm-hmm. as as if you're not really shooting high, mm-hmm. you're never you're never going to elevate. If you if you just doing this just for fun, I'm not mm-hmm. mad. Do it right. just for fun. But if you're doing it for any other reason, you gotta go hard because you know what people are saying. Everybody got a podcast. Well, guess what? Everybody has to. Everyone um, has a car. Does that stop mm-hmm. you from getting a car? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, everyone buys Jordans. Does that stop you from getting a Jordan, it's mm-hmm. all about how you present the podcast. So I would love to be on radio. I would love mm-hmm. to be on TV. Any one of those things, because I learned from, you know, doing No Disclaimers podcast, it was cool. We, we're getting a bunch of subscribers, 400, 500, mm-hmm. 700. I think we we got up to about 1,600 subscribers. But then it just started. It was at 16 for a long time. So then you start kind of like I was saying, this game – any industry you are, if you're an entrepreneur, you gotta be resilient. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, God, what am I doing wrong? It, right. I'm not liking the show. Um, do we need better guests? Do we need better topics? So you gotta think any topic, whether you're talking about money, relationships, it's mm-hmm. only but so much you can talk about. That's facts. It's only but so much you can That's talk facts. about. People are like, oh, podcasts talk That's about facts. all the same thing. Well, give me a topic to talk about. That's facts. Um Man, this is this was great. Um, wait, hold on. Before I even get into like starting wrapping it up and dead or alive, so your new your new podcast, right? One, can mm-hmm. I be a guest on Red Jump? Can I come on? Can we? Can uh, of, of course, of course. You already Appreciate know. Look, that. you got look. I can't come up here talk all this smack and talk and then oh yeah, no, nah, you can't. I would love to have you on. I appreciate it. Um mm-hmm. and and another thing, right? So so promote it. Tell us when you putting it off the first episode. You say next week. Uh, where next can week. we find you? What's of course, I, I I can I, I can be short and sweet. Um, mm-hmm. my IG is Sunny M Hoffa. So that's uh Sunny with a, a O, not a U. S O N N Y M is a Mary Hoffa H O F F A. So that's Sunny M Hoffa. I honestly like to keep all of my businesses on one page. Now mm-hmm. I will create it. Uh, a different page, but when you're all over the place, it's right. kind of like okay, you have a personal page and a business page. You might have a thousand followers, but then five followers on the business. I want you to come mm-hmm. directly to where I'm at, so then yeah. you can see everything else that I have going on. So mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna have it on. Um, I'm gonna have visuals, more like clips, but it will be on Apple. Um, it'll mm-hmm. be on Spotify. So any of the major platforms, YouTube, um, it's going to be audio. You'll be able to click in the link in my uh, bio at Sunny M. Hopper. So, and that's the same thing like with the events. Um, we're getting back in now that the city is kind of, you know, open back up. Um, mm-hmm. We're full force with, you know, throwing events. So, you know, hopefully, not hopefully, I already got some stuff. I can't, you know, speak yeah. on it, but yeah. we got some big things um, in place. Same mm-hmm. thing with the stamp spirits. If you wanna you wanna drink, you can contact me, hit me, you know, uh via IG. Um I'm Walmart, it's a one uh, stop shop for me. Got you. Um man, Sean, appreciate you for coming on again. Long awaited scheduling this joint. Um, <laughs> but we but we got it, but we getting it done. 
but mm. you are an artist so before we get off the podcast i would like to get your dead or alive now everybody tuning into the Unspot podcast hello i'm your beautiful wonderful melanated <laughs> host eric curry the third if this is your first time watching the Artspot podcast, hello. If this is your last time watching the Artspot podcast, well, goodbye. But Dead or Alive is a segment where the artist on the podcast gets to choose artists that they would like to work with that is dead or alive. Now, you can choose one artist or you can choose 100 artists. Please don't choose 100 artists because I still have to edit this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, Dead or Alive, it's you. Come on, let's go. Dead or Alive, one dead, one alive. Um, it could be however many dead or however many alive. Uh, you know who I would look honestly, man. I love Nip, man. I love his Oof. energy. He was a smart dude. I know that sounds like maybe like a cliche answer, but mm. like as far as um, it would be Nipple Pop mm. because Park, I those were smart dudes. Like really just minus rapping, like the con. A lot of people don't think about Tupac. Tupac made Brenda got a baby. Mm-hmm. Keep your head up. Dear Mama, all under the age of 23. You're not getting artists with that type of content nowadays. Now, I know that the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. music evolves. I'm not saying everyone has to be pop, but he was really a smart dude. And Nip, I think Nip, he was just, I, I, I really listen. Like, I listen to pop, but I really listen to Nip. So mm-hmm. I would love to work with Nip no matter what. I'm talking about whether it's real estate, whether it's rapping. Um and two people that Nas is my favorite rapper. Ooh. So I would look Nas. Mm-hmm. I would work with Nas because he's my favorite rapper. But from being strategic and a business standpoint, I would want to work with Drake. You got to think, you get Drake on the song, you, you're going to go. Yeah, you're at least. Go. When, when you see his name, they might, I don't even care if they don't play my verse in the club <laughs> and they just play Drake's. And I'm still getting those fans. So a yeah. lot of people. You got to think also what works best for your business. Sometimes mm. the things that you want might not work for your business. Man, that was probably the most, like, the first ever business-minded dead or alive answer I've ever gotten on the podcast. So, you, you oh. always, yeah, when you're an entrepreneur, you always got to think business. You always got to think money. Man, I like, man. I like this. Hey, look, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Before we get off, is there anything that you like to – oh, wait, hold on. We talked about a lot. Talked about a lot. Um, we talk about black-owned businesses being the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, you almost getting a fight at your own party for something that wasn't <laughs> even your fault whole time. Whole time. But there's a young um, there's young entrepreneurs, even myself, right out here. He or she is struggling right now. They're going mm-hmm. through it. What is some advice that you would give them as a older entrepreneur who's been in the entrepreneurial game for a long time? Um, always remember where you started. Remember why you started. And if you, you know, you're having bad days, like what made me want to start this business in the first place? You know, think of all the time that you invested. Think of all the things that you've done to make that business work. Mm -hmm. It's some people that don't have businesses whatsoever. It's some people that don't have the courage to do, you know, I'd rather be a failing business owner than not a business owner at all. Message. Because Ooh. at least I can say that I tried. I, I, there, I there's no regrets left on the table. If I if I'm 60 and I never pop, I can say, you know what? I tried. Instead of saying what if, don't be right. no what if. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because if you are afraid to, if you are afraid to fail, you're afraid to succeed. 
Because message, because you always want to take L's. You always want to take L's. And then guess what? The L's going to keep coming. But guess mm-hmm. what? That's how you get to the W's. The road to the W, that, that big W, is you maneuvering through all those L's. That's facts. That's facts. Hey, L's, L's are going to come, but that W is, whoo, boy, it, is it worth feel, it? It's going, it's going to feel so good. Have you ever, I, I think of things like I wanted to start and I didn't. And then a year from now, I'm like, imagine where I would have been if I started a year ago. Exactly. So exactly. you got You just got to get up and do. The only way you can finish is to start. So that would be my, um, that would be my advice. Man, and I hope you out there watching the Osball podcast, this just inspired you to finish. And I want to thank all y'all watching the Osball podcast right now. Again, my name is Eric Curry III. All my links is going to be in the bio. All Sean's links is going to be in the bio. So check him out on everything that he does. Um, If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you like. Make sure you comment. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you turn on post notifications so you can be notified every time we post a podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give me a five-star and a review. If you're listening <laughs> anywhere else, shout out to you. Oh, bars, you see me. Uh, remember <laughs> that artists never die. And I'll see y'all next week. Peace.